All right, Friday, May 8th, 2020. Um, in a few moments, you're going to hear from Mo Hafiz, uh, dear brother and friend, family pastor at Cornerstone Church. And I'm excited to have him on, especially in this season that we're in, where it's one thing to have to deal with the fear that comes with a global pandemic. And it's another thing to have to work through the daily fears that just come with national racism and hatred and all the other fears that take place in your life. We live in a world where there's tons to fear. Uh, and I think it's for that reason that the most repeated command that we get from God in all of scripture is fear not, fear not, fear not. The world is full of things to fear, um, but we don't have to live like that. And so I just want to bring you all in on some helpful and encouraging words from Pastor Mo about where our fear comes from and what to do with it. So, yeah, be blessed. Many things going on in our lives today that I think, man, God has a word of comfort for his people. And so today uh, we're going to be looking at Luke 12 verses four through seven. And hopefully it's a blessing to you like it's been a blessing to me. And so we're going to read the text right now. Let's start at verse four. It says this. I say to you, my friends, don't fear those who kill the body and after that can do nothing more. But I will show you the one to fear. Fear him who has authority to throw people into hell after death. Yes, I say to you, this is the one to fear. Aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. Indeed, the hairs of your head are all counted. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. One of the first things we can see about this verse is about fear. And it's obvious that it's about fear because he's telling us not to be afraid of something, right? He says, don't fear. Do not be afraid, but I'm going to show you who to, who to fear, right? So it's about fear. And so if we're honest with ourselves, we all get scared. All of us face some type of fears. So one of the things we got to realize about fear is that fear is a gateway to the heart. What I mean is fear leads our heart. Fear is the root of many of our worries and anxieties, right? That, that's what fear is. It's a root thing. It's not the thing that, that's on the, it's not the tip of the iceberg. It's the thing underneath the iceberg in most of the cases. And so when we, when we talk about anxiety and worry, one of the things we have to realize is that, um, most of our anxieties and worries are rooted in fear. Some things that might happen, some things that could happen to us. That's, that's usually what worry and fear are about. Uh, worry and anxiety, I mean, are about. It's about things that possibly could happen to us. But one of the things we got to realize is also is that, and that's real danger. Like the things that happen to people in their lives are real dangers. I think one of the things I think about is some of the, the health professionals that we have. If the fear is that I might get the coronavirus, then that's a real fear. I think about other people who who have jobs and who have had, had to face layoffs. And that's a real fear to fear if I can pay my bill tomorrow. Right. So fear like so anxiety and worry aren't these lavish things or things that could not happen. These are things that are possibilities that could happen. But we get we get controlled and our bodies start to experience some form of expression of, of anxiety or, or worry. Right. But here's the thing we have to realize is that, man, Worries and anxieties are a sliding scale. It, it, it quickly can take us to despair or depression. But we have to realize the root of all that is a fear, right? So here, the human response is when we feel some form of pain is what? We want to get rid of the pain. See, fear, we're thinking like, so in other words, so when we think about fear, it's like, yo, well, Mo, why don't we just get rid of the things that we're scared of? 
Now, that, that's a great thought, but it's realistic that we can get rid of everything that we're scared of or we get away from everything we're scared of. But that's usually our, our, our go-to things. We either try to attack the things that we're scared of or we try to run away from the things that we're scared of. See, but here's the thing. God is telling us that he doesn't want to get rid of all of our fears. He wants to redirect our fears. That's what this verse is saying. Look, it says, don't fear this, but fear this. Listen, fear is not always bad. God tells us something that we should fear. And it's a natural thing for us to fear it. But what he's trying to do is trying to reorient our fears. See, fear is always an expression of worship. So when I'm afraid of something or someone, what am I saying about that person? Right. I'm saying that they're powerful. I'm saying that they're mighty. I'm saying that they have control. Right. I'm saying that they're the one I want to please. Right. If I'm afraid of a person, I'm saying that that that, that person has what's most precious to me. So one of the movies I love to watch, man, maybe not as much as I used to, but uh, it's a movie called Friday. Now, most of y'all know this movie. We've all seen it. It's a cult classic. It's a comedy. But there's a character called Debo. And so Debo is one of those huge, intimidating figures. He's a dude that when everybody comes around, everybody gets scared. Everybody's worried. Everybody's afraid. And so even to the point where they're tucking their chains, they're hiding things. It's it's really a funny movie if you haven't seen it. But man, Debo is this intimidating figure. And so every time he comes around, like everybody changes. Like everybody's attitude, actions, everybody just starts to like get paralyzed in fear. And I remember this this one line uh, about a character Smokey in the movie. He says this, man, I got mind control control over over Debo. Debo. He be like, shut up. I be quiet, but when he leaves, I be talking, talking again. But but it's really all that is rooted in his fear of Debo, right? But here's the thing: the Bible tells us who to fear. God, right? And this is what he's, this verse is trying to do: is trying to reorient our fears away from things like Debo, but onto God. Amen. Ultimately, it's God who's in control. Only God has in His hands what's most precious to us. Fear is worship because it animates and expresses our awe of God. Worship of God for sinful human beings, and it always starts one place, and that's the cross, right? If we look at our text today, this is how the gospel reorients our fears to bring us under a fear that ends all fears. Jesus says, don't fear those who can kill the body. Now, just think about the implications of that statement alone. It echoes kind of what Matthew 6 was trying to say about anxiety and worry, that we should not worry about or be anxious about what we eat, drink, or, or, or wear, But here's the thing, without all those things, what is ultimately going to happen to us? We're not going to be here very long on earth, right? We're going to die. But Jesus tells us not to fear death itself. But he does tell us who to fear. The one who can throw us into hell after death. Now, who has the power and authority to do that? First of all, I love what Jesus says. He says, I will show you. See, what Jesus is doing is saying, I'm trying to get the get you to stop looking at the greatest fear of all for all human human humankind, right? Which is death, that 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 everybody fears death. Now let's be honest. Now that is a very true statement. Jesus Jews are one of the most practical, realistic things about our lives, but it's one of the things that everybody dreads. Everybody thinks about when you think about death, no one thinks about it with happy thoughts. Now, I know you might be a Christian and then you'd be like, well, Mo, I get to meet Jesus. But here's the thing. Think about the context of think about, man, some people get worried and anxious about how they might die. Like if you, there's movies that the the premise of those movies are, hey, somebody knows the time and day that they're going to die and their lives are just in shambles, right? 
Like they, they get so consumed about that time or that, that, that place or, or that, that, that scene and when they're going to die, right? That they get consumed and worried and, and of that and afraid and anxious about that moment. But here's what, what Jesus is doing. He says, man, I'm trying to show you the one to fear and I'm pointing you to myself. That there's a fear that ends all fears and that fear is the fear of God. The one who holds our eternal destination in his hands. Now, all of a sudden, we should all be shocked, right? Because I guarantee the people who were overhearing this and listening to this, which is his disciples, were probably like, yo, this is crazy. There's a person that we could, we got to fear above the, the, the circumstances in our lives and the, and the thing the people are going to try to kill us because of our faith or the people who hate us. Because he's saying, man, that fear is the fear that we must have as Christians. That all fears pale in comparison to the fear of God, right? But see, I'm so glad that he didn't stop there, right? He didn't stop by saying, talking about eternal judgment, right? He, he, he went on, and this is the beauty of the gospel right here, is that, man, God is saying, and even in verse 6 and 7, that the like, reason why we should not be afraid even of the one who can throw us into hell is because he's made provision, right? That God loves us, that he's meticulous about his love for us. And that the, that the gospel is true, that John three sixteen is true, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, right? See, verse six and seven are an expression of God's meticulous care for us. His love for us over every inch of our lives, right? That his love for us is all consuming, right? It, it leaves no stone unturned. See, in the gospel, God's love is perfectly and completely expressed. His meticulous care for humanity is fully lived out. In verse six and seven, this is what Jesus is trying to help us see. That there's a fear that he's, even the greatest fear that we have in eternal judgment can be taken away from us because of the, the, the provision that God has made through his son, Jesus. See, fear of eternal judgment and earthly trouble is removed in Christ. Despite all the troubles and issues we face, the greatest danger, God himself, has been removed in the gospel. Instead, we're called friends. Just look at verse 4. That's why it should bring so much comfort to even look at verse 4. That he calls these sinners that he's sending among friends. So even in fearing God, that fear has been taken away. Because of what Christ has done and the provision that Christ is. And so when you look at like he knows the number of hairs on his head, he, he, he feeds the birds that God has given provision for sin in Christ Jesus. So this is what God does. He turns our fears into fatherly concern. He turns our fears into friendship. So here's the thing. How do we deal with our fear, fears, uh, worries and anxieties? First of all, we realize the beauty and the majesty and the great gift that we have in Christ, right? That God has done away with all fears because he's done away with the greatest fear. And that's the fear of eternal judgment. The fear of being thrown into hell itself through his son, Jesus. See, here's the thing, y'all. We've got to realize that God is meticulously caring about us. That there's nothing that God does not know nothing that God has not touched in our lives. And that's what the gospel really expresses, right? The little details, the little things in our lives that God cares about, 
so much, the little people like ourselves that God cares for so much. So here's my only application for today, y'all. Is that when you're filled with anxiety, worry, ask the question, what am I afraid of? And and, 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 and recount the, the fear that God says to fear, but it's already been done away with. Think about the greater fear of God, but think about the beauty of the gospel and how it was done away with the greatest fear that any human being can have. That's what you have to do in a lot of times in our lives is just reflect on a greater fear. Sometimes the greatest thing we can do is stop looking at this, but look at something else. That's why I love in scripture, especially in Hebrews, where God says, you know, just look to me, the author and perfecter of your faith. Look to me. Look to me. Um, I love that about the text and I love that about scripture. And so today, uh, that's what I want us to do. That's what I want to leave us with is that, man, when we're filled with fear, look to God. Recount, even in your daily life, the meticulous details that you know took the hand of God to deal with. And that's even waking up. That's even breathing. It's all those things. Amen. Amen.